welcome to the Investor Crisps podcast. I am Hormus Patakia. Are you someone who wishes to send their child abroad for further studies or are planning to move overseas yourself or are you someone who receives payments in foreign currencies? I'm sure you would know the hassles you experienced to open a foreign currency account and the problem gets accentuated when you have to do it for multiple currencies. But to make your life easier, Vinvesta has launched their own multi-currency accounts, becoming the first firm in India to do so. And joining us to talk about those multi-currency accounts is Vinvesta's founder and CEO, Swastik Nigam. For those unaware, before starting off with Vinvesta, Swastik worked at Deutsche Bank, where he ran a multi-billion euro global trading book on multi-asset products. So Swastik, thank you for joining in and sparing some of your time to answer our queries. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. So I'll start off with a simple question first, Swastik, and possibly the most basic one. Why would a person or an individual want to open an international bank account? That's a great question. You know, it sort of comes down to how we in India are organized, right? So currently, there is no way for you to be able to hold anything other than rupees as a currency, right? But increasingly, a lot of our costs, like you mentioned, are in other currencies. You know, it could be in pounds if you're looking to send your kids to the UK, dollars to the US, Canadian dollars and the likes. Right? And that would be one good reason that you need to have this international account. And just like that, it's not just about the account for a single purpose like this, but you're looking to travel abroad, you're looking to make investments. For all of these purposes, you would need an international account. So what made you think of launching a multi-currency account, Swastik? Because was it at the back of your mind ever since you started off with Vinvesta or it was an outcome of your own personal hassle since you were earlier based uh, overseas? Yeah, actually, it was almost a little bit of an inverse form, right? I mean, I lived for over a decade, almost 12 years in the UK. And during my time there, I had got this unmitigated access to being able to hold any currency, right? So you could instantly have an account, not just in sterling, which, you know, of course, is the home currency, but in euros, dollars and the likes, you could attach a card to it, travel around the world, swipe it, right? Mm. The same kind of capability was something which, you know, lots of my family and friends didn't really have right? You had a limited utility for X card, but you couldn't really have it as a bank account, you know, onshore here in mm-hmm. India. And that got me down, you'd say the rabbit hole of thinking about this, whether A, you know, Indians can even have it. And if so, if they have it, what are the sort of requirements to be holding it? What are the alternatives in place? So yes, you know, you've got the liberalized remittance scheme, which allows you to send up to $250,000 overseas from India for a wide variety of use cases, including to hold it in your account overseas, number one. Secondly, you know, you would be able to use that funds even from your international account for all of the other purposes that LRS allows you to. So whether it's for travel, whether it's for education, investing, all of those, right? And that get down to then execution, right? We were always very clear right from day one that Investor is not going to be a single product platform. Both banking and investing solutions, products, capabilities will be integral to our journey. It's just that banking itself takes a bit longer, you know, in terms of getting licenses and, and ensuring the structure is correct. And that's the reason why we've only been able to launch our Investor multi-currency accounts now and delighted to be the first in India to be able to do that. Well, it's actually a great matter of pride that you're being the first in India to do so. And now that you have done so, 
tell us more about that swastik what are the benefits of dmca the currencies that it offers and how an individual is at an advantage when he opens an mca that's in fact quite an important question because lots of people do ask hey what will i do with an mca there's been a great interest in investing overseas recently right investing in say us stocks now when you are investing straight from your indian bank account overseas to the brokerage account one of the big challenges is when you want to liquidate your investments the brokerage account will be required to send the money back to the account where they see it arrive from which will be you know your rupee account for example in india and this is just in regular compliance with global anti money laundering rules however with your multi currency account you can firstly send the money overseas to your multi currency account you can instantly open a us dollar ledger a, a pound ledger a euro ledger whichever currency you desire fund the account first and then send it on to the investment account your brokerage account right so thus when your brokerage account sees the money arrive it sees it arrive from your international account rather than directly from your indian account and that's a big benefit so we see that as a clear capability and utility compared to what it would have been if you were just investing and that's an important reason because a lot of people today are investing internationally for a particular goal right people are saving up for the children's education people may be saving up because they want to live in a new country migrate all of those need you to have a singular hub for your wealth for that particular goal and you mm. can't do that just with your brokerage accounts that's why the bank accounts become quite important for the brokerage accounts as well separate to that these are specific goals that you would have but beyond that the capability of utilizing it say if you want to buy real estate internationally you can't really buy real estate very easily without showing landed funds without showing deposited funds that's where through this mca now it really opens up your ability to buy international real estate and as we know international real estate especially in many developed countries is a far better yield asset than domestically in india mm-hmm. so i'm just saying these are few of the many ways of doing it you know there could also be another use case where not everyone's very interested in a high risky asset you just know that your kids going to go abroad to study you don't want the rupee depreciation you know you're going to go to the uk or to the us you just want to hold a few pounds or a few dollars and start mitigating that currency depreciation right so these are important use cases and there are a wide variety of these as well right and how many currencies can an individual who opens an mca operate the account with indeed and this is where we really feel that we opened up the world right because one account and over 35 currencies right you're wow. able to hold all of these you know so whether it's on demand you can have usd gbp euro dollar pounds aussie dollars canadian dollars new zealand dollars singapore dollars whatever right you literally are able to open up the entire world and hold all of those currencies in that one account that's right i was reading uh, when i was researching on this that earlier it was very difficult to open a foreign currency account because it required a very high threshold some of them had a very high minimum balance to be maintained so how does a multi currency account make it accessible for a normal retail investor who wants to open such an account yeah no that's a great point and the scheme that i mentioned lrs is not a new scheme it's been around since 2004 and if you have been well catered to by large banks you know you've 
got a relationship manager who would have been able to help you do all of that. But quite rightly, the minimum balances have varied anything from $50,000 to over $200,000, right? So it's not truly been democratized. And that's the big advantage because with us, your minimum balance only needs to be as little as $50, right? Mm -hmm. Less than 5,000 rupees. So that's a significant advantage compared to what the traditional capability has previously been. And that's one of the big reasons why we really feel that the, the value that these individual multi-currency accounts offer is far, far greater than what it would be otherwise. And where would this account be held now, supposing that if somebody who is based out of India tries to open a multi-currency account, where would this account be held? Where would it be incorporated? Yes, great question. Again, because given that there are so many different currencies, where is it held, right? And so we are an FCA registered firm. We are regulated by the UK's regulator through a principal arrangement. And the accounts itself are held in the UK in London, Mm -hmm. uh, where all of these accounts are thus held singularly in a single geography. But unlike, you know, in India, in the UK, of course, London and the UK have been very, very proactive from a financial services point of view. It's been one of the global financial hubs. And that allows you to hold a single account, which holds all these currencies, right? Not just sterling. And so that's basically where these accounts are held. Right. Final few questions, Vastik. And there are a lot of people who I have mentioned to about this MCA. They have asked me, how is such money safeguarded? And who's providing this account? What is investor's role in this MC? And I'm sure, as you just mentioned in your previous answer, and I'm sure people also are aware of the fact that uh, Investor as a firm is regulated under the FCA rules. And yes, we will be having an episode on the legal aspects of foreign investing too. But to you specifically, Swastik, how is money invested in a Investor MCA safeguarded? And that's an important one because, of course, this is you know people's savings, right? So a key important part, even though investor is regulated and, you know, in a very similar structure to how many of the European and UK based neobanks are, the investor doesn't hold the money itself, right? It is safeguarded under the electronic money safeguarding rules. In this case, you know, this cash is safeguarded with the high street bank and, and ends Barclays here for us. So the money is never on investor's balance sheet. It's not part of our operating capital. It is fully and safely safeguarded outside of our architecture. What does that mean? That means that if anything were to happen to us, your money will stay safe and secure, right? And think of it as, you know, we've got a custodian for your cash and that's not an investor. That's an, of course, a frequent concern because we're a very young firm, but a firm like Barclays is over 300 years old, right? right. And, and so yeah. that gives you that, that safety and security of how this money is held. Right. That's quite insightful as to how somebody's money is safeguarded, not exactly with Vinvesta, but with a large bank like Barclays. And that's quite an assurance. And I'm pretty sure over the last few minutes that you have thrown light on the MCA. And for those who are tuning in, I'm pretty sure the one question that might be popping into their minds, and I'm sure it must be popping in their minds, and which is my last question to you, how does one open the account? Let's get practical here. Sure. So... You know, it's a very, very simple and quick process. It takes you maybe a couple of minutes to, you know, go through the onboarding form. All you need to do is on our website, you've got the form where you can just fill up your personal details. You need to upload a proof of ID, a proof of residence. And this is just your local India-based proof of ID, proof of residence 
So it could be a PAN card, an Aadhaar card. Instead of an Aadhaar card, you can give any other proof, which has got your address on it as well. Very simple for you to complete that process. And within a day, you can have your account ready, right? We have a small onboarding fee of about, you know, less than 400 rupees. And that's it. Super quickly, by tomorrow, you will have your international account ready for you in London. Great. So one account, 35 plus currencies, money safeguarded with a large bank. That's uh, Investa's multi-currency account for you. And uh, uh, thank you so much, Swastik, for sparing time and answering a lot of these questions that may be in the minds of our investors. Thank you so much for taking time out. Sure. Delighted to be here. Thanks a lot for having me, Hormaz. And that's it on this edition of Investa Crisps. And to all those who have tuned in, thank you so much for tuning in. There is definitely more coming your way. Until then, you can also subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media handles. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Investa Crisps.